Welcome while you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we certainly would love to hear from you. So send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, the question for today's show is, what things can you do to build a healthy and lasting relationship with your in-laws. And we've had the pleasure of, uh, we have four in-laws, children. We yeah. had, you had my parents yeah. as in-laws. Your parents were deceased. I didn't have in-laws, but I had brothers yeah. and sisters, your brothers and sisters, who kind of were stepped in as a little bit of a mother-in-law, yeah. yeah. brother-in-law, father-in-law way. So that's gonna be the main content of the show. But of course, today is a very, special and really a holy day of remembrance, 9-11, 22 years ago, the attack on the United States of America by Al-Qaeda, mm -hmm. um, a number of terrorists crashing planes to the World Trade Center into the Pentagon, another plane that went down, that was brought down actually around Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Some almost 3,000 people were killed that day. So many more have lost their mm -hmm. lives as a result of injuries and, and breathing in the terrible air mm -hmm. and, and it goes on and on and on. And so we're very aware of this day and lots of lessons learned through that we hope and pray. And for those of you who've lost loved ones and you've been severely impacted by that day, we don't wanna say that we know what you feel, that we know what you experience, but we're trying to understand. And we want to as a nation stand under you um, and so we're very aware of this day. And at some point we might pray some intercessory prayers that the church recommends for this day. Um, so we're all together, we're united together as, as Americans, as citizens of this country. With all of its strong points and weak points, we are uh, Americans. Mm -hmm. And we know that when that happened, that tragic, dreadful, evil event took place. Uh, God was able to bring great things out of that in terms mm -hmm. of heroism. Uh, and the whole nation stopped and prayed. And I want to mention uh, one person in particular, Monsignor Robert Romano. He's the pastor of Our Lady of Guadalupe Church in Brooklyn, New York. He's also my cousin, just want to put that out there. Uh, he serves as a chaplain for the New York Police Department, and he was a first responder mm -hmm. on that day, along with other ministers and priests and, and so on, and uh, just, just you know, rendered such, you know, beautiful pastoral service and God really rendered beautiful ministry to him. And, and so I always think about him on 9-11. I think about my other cousins that were in the World Trade Center and made it out and one relative that was supposed to go in, but he stopped and got something to eat, mm -hmm. you know, right before this took place. And so Robert, thank you for your service. Thank you for so many first responders, uh, so many firemen, police officers, firemen in particular who who gave their lives. I think over 400 uh, police officers and firefighters were killed on that day there. Um, so somehow, some way, uh, every act of kindness now, every simple act of kindness uh, is, is just kind of saying, we remember this day. We mm -hmm. don't forget this day. We may not know the way many people knew that were right there in these places and lost loved ones. Horrific. And, uh, and lost in-laws as well, right? Because mm -hmm. we're going to do the show on that. So the question for uh, today is, what things can you do to build a healthy and lasting relationship with your in-laws? This comes up again and again and again. We taught on this some time ago, so we just want to go over uh, some, some kind of guidelines and some uh, kind of standards that might be helpful. It's not exhaustive, 
But uh, you know, we're hearing about a lot of people getting married mm -hmm. around this time, and, and we're talking to parents, we're talking to people that are getting married, and the whole thing of in-laws always comes up negatively, positively, or how do I relate now? And so we think we have some suggestions for you that'll be really helpful. Well, and it's an adjustment, <laughs> and it's a change, and it's a change that requires great grace, it requires wisdom, and patience. Yes. And um, I've said many times, about my children when they were married and my in-laws, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. And so, because it's a lasting relationship and you wanna do that well. So as that's happening to you and maybe they got married 20 years ago, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. and maybe you didn't set a right foundation, you can always reset that. And right. so we wanna aid and assist you with that. Mm -hmm. Plenty more to come, we'll be right back. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, the question for our, our show today is what things can you do to build a healthy and a lasting relationship with your in-laws? Now, our four children are married and um, you had the privilege of having in-laws with my parents and, um, and that was difficult at times. So the first thing, the first uh, suggestion guideline that we give is to honor your father and mother. And how do you honor them? How do you honor them in a, in a way that is good and healthy? And because um, sometimes the parents might not be healthy. Mm. And so the children, the young children, well, the young adults, the married couple have to learn that. Now I'm gonna give you my marital advice that came from Jim's sister. <laughs> And Jim's, both of Jim's parents were deceased, so I never had a mother-in-law and I never had a father-in-law. And Jim's sister, when my first son Matthew got married, I strategically placed Camille to sit right behind me at our wedding when Matthew got married to his beautiful wife, Becky. And um, Camille had four sons, so she knew about the detachment the leaving and the cleaving. I mean, she was just light years ahead of me in that whole relationship. And I needed a wisdom and I needed yeah. a guidance. And so she said to me, I'm gonna tell you what my mother-in-law told me. And I was like, okay, great. I'm thinking this is a great morsel. This is gonna be so great. It was. And yeah. she said, mind your own business. Mind my own business. I don't know how to mind my own business. How am I going to do that? Well, when Matthew and Becky were at the altar and they got married, you were the best man, and there I stood in the pew all by myself. And because the twins were in the wedding, Wesley was in the wedding, and there I was, me with the band of angels that I needed. And my mother was next to me. And he said, I do, and they light that candle and do that stuff. Camille put her hand on my shoulder. And it was so comforting because as a mother, and this is my first son getting married, um, it was like a sword went through my heart. Now, 
So how do you come back from that? Only God. God has to help me now because I felt, I felt like, oh, this was so painful. Oh my gosh, I just poured my whole life into this child. I gave him everything. And then they just leave like that? Yeah. So then after the wedding, they come back to the house because they're taking our car to go on their honeymoon. And we pack their car and give them their little treats yeah. for the road and everything. And I came back into the house and I said to my mother, Ma, and I'm crying. I mean, I am weeping. He just drives away. And I said to my mother, Mom, why didn't you tell me this was going to be so painful? You did this eight times with all your brothers and sisters. Like, how did you do that? And she just looked at me. She drank her coffee. And she looked straight in my eyeballs. And she said, you wouldn't have listened to me anyway. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But it was painful. But we have to honor them. We have to be... As parents, we have to be healthy. We have to know that we're the adults in the relationship and we can't burden them with our grief and our sorrow. We wave them away, bye, have a great life. And that was hard. So an so, honoring, so, that's just one. So you okay. go read the rest. So you said, I, I would like to just name some of these Yes. and then we can unpack them more. You did a great job on, you said honor your father and your mother. And I just want you to hear these and we can send you these guidelines. They're not necessarily you know, rules, but there are 10 guidelines for relationships with in-laws. Um, and we can just jimenjoy at ew10.com, right? Jimenjoy yes. at ew10.com. And we can send you uh, these 10 rules. So you did the first one, honor your father and mm -hmm. mother. The second one is thoroughly discuss in-laws and meet them prior to your engagement. Discuss them, share about them. You as a couple, share about them and get to know them. What's the next one, Joy? And then leave and cleave. Okay. Ouch, yes. Okay. But that relationship supersedes this marriage, right? right? The, Where they came from. So that's the third one. The fourth one is um, the marital relationship supersedes the previous family relationship. Let's go on to the next one. We can unpack these. But okay, then the it's a couple and in-laws should be students of one another which is good, know their love language. The child of the parents takes the lead in communication with the parents, his or her parents. This is an important rule, we can unpack this as well, but just hear it again, that it's the child of the parents that takes the lead in communication with the parents. So it's not the in-law speaking to the parents of the other spouse, I mean, we're gonna speak, but if there are some things you want to share or there are, there's events or something's going on, you should share with your son or your daughter. And your son or your daughter could share with you and share with their mate. So that's the one that takes the lead. Next one. In general, <laughs> negative criticism of the mate should not be shared with parents or in-laws. Again, in general, negative criticism of a mate should not be shared with parents and in-laws. In general, we can unpack that. Um, if negative criticism is shared with parents or in-laws, they should gently and firmly direct the person to his or her mate and or recommend the seeking of counsel. Now, you know, this happens all the time. It doesn't mean that you couldn't have some kind of conversation but, you know, it, it's got to be, you've got to speak with your husband. You need to speak to your wife. Do you guys, you need to speak with pastor or speak with deacon 
over you know who it might be you know, so you can hear a little bit but that getting you know your son your daughter who's now married laying this on you all the negativity about their mate it's not it's not helpful for you to hear and, and half the time three quarters of the time they everything gets healed up and it's okay and meanwhile it's left with you what this other one did right. and you're stewing over you know what she said what he said and because they had they have grace to be a spouse not you yeah. and so that that's always difficult so number nine is take the in-laws into your heart and accept them as people on a journey mm -hmm. which is really important and you'll see what God will do he will give you great love for them and number 10 there's great potential for relationships to grow and blossom as time goes by. So we're just kind of looking at the immediate thing that's going on or how could they have suggested this to me or thought we would do this? Don't they understand that, you know, we have our family and, and so on. Um, but, you know, time does go by and there are circumstances and situations. There are grandchildren um, and, and things, things can change. We want them to change. So Joe, we can, those are the 10 guidelines, you can just email us and we can get them to you. But let's unpack any of these that you want to unpack or any other stories that we have to tell. Well, we have a question. Okay. So maybe we can address the question. It says, as a Catholic guy in my 40s, blessed with four amazing kids and a happy marriage, I'm navigating the intricacies of the in-laws relationship. My father and I sometimes clash despite the harmony at home. I'm concerned about how the tension might affect my kids. Any thoughts on resolving this while protecting them, eager to hear your insights. And this is Justin from Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Well, yes, we've been saying through these, we have circumstances, we have situations that can be negative. Um, and you, maybe there's a time at which you can share, but it's important for your wife to understand because that should be the one that's sharing with Mm -hmm. your father mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know what the history is and maybe sometimes you just have to have a conversation because you know we go for a walk we can have a conversation but but the key is is if there's difficulties with in-laws it should be the mate who is the child right of the in-laws that's speaking with them not right at that moment when everything's hot and there but it should be beforehand and this should this should have been done years back you know in terms of that following that protocol that the child of those in-laws is the one that's taking the message in terms of relationships, in terms of events that we're expected to be at, uh, visitation, visiting and when that takes place, advice. So you know, when it gets to, I have to deal with my in-law about what they're doing and what they're saying, sometimes that may have to take place, but it's always better for that child to speak with his or her parents right. and to do that. The other thing is, you know, how much are we praying for our in-laws? The complaining comes, and, and, maybe, and maybe it's <laughs> justified. But again, this goes back to honor your father and your mother and honor your in-laws, whether they seem to deserve it or not. What are you talking about? Honor, honoring your parents doesn't mean anybody's perfect or your in-laws or anything, but are we praying for them? Are they a part of our daily prayers? Are we a student of them? Do you know their history? I'm not speaking to this person, you know, who just yes, called in. Yes. I mean, others of us, because it's just amazing when you do a history of your in-laws' families, that could be really, really helpful. 
Well, yeah. it helps to explain a lot of things. Right. Oh, now right? I understand why this person's this way because they have these parents. Right. And this is how they were treated in those situations. They're just kind of walking that out again. Right. Or, or they're just acting that out. And so it's it's very, very important as a mother-in-law, as a father-in-law, as an in-law, if you are those people, that, um, that you're praying, yeah. Yeah. that you have taken them into your heart, and that you say often... Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, which is important. Otherwise, you'll, you're going to keep a tally, <laughs> a running scoreboard yeah. of th yeah. they hurt this. They didn't show up for this event. They didn't come here. They intentionally hurt me about this. And then that's going to keep running. And then you're going to tell your other children. And then it, gets, it can get yeah. ugly yeah. in a minute, and you don't want that. And especially in front of you, the grandchildren, because oh, they love that. everybody, right? They love the grandfather, they love their dad, and yeah. that's why, and usually it, those kind of things happen over politics, yeah. they happen over religion, and we're not even addressing grave issues like alcoholism or drug abuse or verbal abuse or, you know what I mean? We're just assuming that we are in healthy yeah. relationships with trying to navigate these waters. It can get complicated in a minute, but we have to put boundaries around us and to say, dad, it's not helpful for you to bring up that topic or that conversation because we know that we're in different places yeah. and it's okay. We just want to be respectful because the children are watching. Because you know what has to win? Love has to win. How you're honoring, how you're loving, whether they're loving you back. Maybe they're not even being respectful back, but you want to love well because your children are watching. And if brothers and sisters fall out of sync with each other as they do in family lives, the grandchildren are watching that too. How do I get back? How do we work this out? I'm not in sync. He's not coming to my house. I'm not going to her house. We're not caring about each other the way that we should. We have to pray because the devil wants to divide. That's all that he's about. So when there's division, you need to know where that enemy's coming from. And you say, I want to do everything in my power to heal and restore and repair this relationship. We have another question. So I'm a newlywed in my early 20s. And I'm on this beautiful journey of merging two lives together. My husband and I come from slightly different backgrounds, and sometimes navigating his family dynamics can be a bit tricky. So how do you set healthy boundaries when it comes to receiving or giving advice about my husband from or to his parents? And this is Rachel from Austin, Texas. Again, whether it's this or the earlier question, you know, this whole thing of leaving and cleaving, you have to understand that as a married couple. And then the parents of those children have to understand. So what we were discussing prior to this, it's very important for the parents to understand that that marital relationship supersedes the relationship that they were in with the parents. Right. The parents got to understand that. And that's why we had a meeting with every one of our children when they got married, and we meet with them. And say how and, we're going forward. And we say, we understand your marriage supersedes our family relationship. You don't have to worry about that. We understand that. And that, you know, you're adults. You know, you're going to rear your children if you have children. We hope that you do. You know, it's, we're not going to intervene in that a lot. You know, if you want counsel from us, we will do that. If you're going off a cliff, we will tell you probably once. But we understand that. And everybody has to understand that. So you have to own that as a young married couple. You have to be solid in that. 
that needs to be clear with, with your parents. It, but it, do, it doesn't mean that you, you don't include them because they're part of the extended family. Mm -hmm. So again, um, you can always, and pray, right? Mm -hmm. You have to pray, ask the aid and assistance of your angels that are with you uh, in your marriage, that are with your children. Parents have to do the same thing. And so this is really critical, but I, I really strongly encourage you to get the 10 guidelines for relationships uh, with in-laws, and I think you'll find them very, very helpful. They're not exhaustive. And, and please, before you get married, you should, you should have those guidelines. You should be receiving some counsel, and then after you're married, continue to receive counsel and just get on the same page, the parents and the children together in terms of authority and, and who's responsible for what and the boundaries that will be set and it may change over time. So we'll be right back, there's plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, we've been going over some in-law lessons. Remember, you can always go to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. We will gladly send you a copy. But we as parents, as adults in the situation, we have to know that our children are just passing through us. They've been given to us for a time and they've been made for another or they're made for religious life, whether they'll be a, a priest or a sister and that we have to pray, we have to love, we have to let them go, and we want to be the people that blow on the sails of their life. We want to make sure we're not the parents that are troubling their waters. They're trying to figure this out too. So with God's grace and mercy, we'll all do this better. And we're married 46 years, and we're still mm -hmm. learning on this journey. So it's lots of fun. And we started off our time uh, in remembrance of 9-11, all those who lost their lives, though, who were amazingly impacted, and you still are. We don't say we know, but we're trying to understand. I want to close this in prayer. Uh, the USCCB, uh, the Catholic bishops, um, have written up intercessions for September 11th, and I want to pray some of these for those of you who've lost loved ones, who, who are hurting uh, the day, that day, lost loved ones, but even beyond that, just the, the terror that we might know God's peace and have hope. For the church, that she may continue to provide care and healing for all, especially those affected by the attacks of September 11th, 2001. We pray to the Lord. For all the victims of violence and terrorism around the world and for their families, that may, they may find comfort and peace, we pray to the Lord. For the safety of our service men and women abroad, for civil servants who protect us and keep us safe, and for all who live with war and violence, we pray to the Lord. For our leaders and for the leaders of nations, that they may work together to address the problems that provide fertile ground for the growth of terrorism, we pray to the Lord. For the ability to forgive and for an end to all hatred, beginning in our own hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. And so we're all together on this day. 
And here at EWTN, we always speak about our being family. Mother always spoke that. So in the joys and in the sorrows of your lives, of our lives, in all the darkness that is in this world, yet we have hope. We know that life, marriage, family, the gospel of Jesus Christ will have the final word. Oh God, bring the renewal to our church and bring awakening to our country and to the world that we might live in accord and love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbors as ourselves. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.